0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Sean Salisbury is there. Uh, He joins us on the Harvey Building Products Hotline. You can get the iHeartRadio app for free, and you can check out Sean's show down on Sports Talk 790 out of Houston. Former NFL quarterback Sean Salisbury joins us now. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great, Dibs. Uh, appreciate you having me on, brother. Thank you.
0: Oh, thanks for coming on. All right. So, you know, when you first heard about Pat Mahomes' deal, uh, your thoughts on it, and and will it affect how some of the other uh, quarterbacks get paid in the future?
1: Dibs, about two months ago on my show, John Clayton, our buddy John, the professor, came on, and I asked him, this is just in, during the offseason while COVID was kicked in, and I said, when I say two months, I mean, we started to hear that, you know, maybe it was six weeks ago, and... And I asked him. I said, well, "Will Pat Mahomes make fifty million dollars a year?" And he thought, with salary cap and all that, it was going to be kind of difficult to maneuver. And I thought that we would get a fifty million dollar year quarterback, but three years down the road, to whenever Mahomes' contract, because we thought it would go Prescott, you know, Watson, and then Mahomes. Well, I, I I was shocked at the lengths, But then you take a step back and say, ten years. This isn't Mike Trout. That don't you know? But then you start to think about he's Trout when it comes to freaky. I mean, when we get the best of the best, you lock them up, Dibs, you know this I mean we don't do that enough, and I know it's a risk in football. I, I get it at quarterback, but the guy's twenty four he's been to two AFC championship games in his two years of starter. he's been to a Super Bowl super Bowl mVP he's been the m v p in the you know the league he's capable of throwing for fifty five hundred yards and fifty touchdowns we We know that he's i mean 24 and 7 as a starter. I mean, I, I, the stats go on and on, but it's the way he carries himself. We didn't hear one thing about it in the media. We didn't hear Lee Steinberg talk about it. We didn't hear the Chiefs talk about it. That's how you're supposed to negotiate. So while I think the length of it us, but when you take a step back and say it's pretty team friendly. Hell, if he goes and wins two MVPs and two Super Bowls in the next half a dozen years, he may be he, he may be on the cheap. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but he wanted security. He's given it to Kansas City. The security, Kansas City wanted the security of knowing our coaches here, our front office is in place, and now the quarterback. That's all the great teams. Think about it. Dibs, the franchises, Steelers, only a couple coaches over the last 40, 50 years, three of them to be exact, quarterback in place. New England, quarterback in place, front office, coach. Seattle, same way. I mean, you go around. San Francisco's building the same thing now, and in the past, Montana and Young and DeBartolo and Carmen Policy. There's no mystery, and the Chiefs are doing the same thing, and I, I like it. And you know what? $503 Five hundred and three million dollars. Well, we say that's un- uh, ridiculous, but you know, in the way sports go, Brady should be making fifty million a year, considering what he's contributed to the New England Patriots in the past twenty years. So, I think he's worth it in in, in the terms of sports. I know it's hard to fathom, but ten years he'll only be when the twelve years, counting the two that he's still under contract. He'll be 36 years old. Think about the guys who are playing great football post-35, our quarterbacks, Rodgers and Rivers and Breeze and Brady. So while it's a young man's game, that position, you just start to figure it out post-30 mentally. Mahomes hasn't even played his best football, I promise you. At 24, he had not played his best. So I like the fact that we're not going to worry about the salary cap. We're not going to worry about is he going to get franchise tag. They sewed up their core player and the best player in football and the biggest freak in the NFL, and I think it was a wise move. I loved it. I'm not teaching you anything when I say this Sean, but Tom Brady, he takes pay cuts in order to make the team better. How much does like this contract put handcuffs on the Kansas City Chiefs to sign free agents to re-up people, which I know Mr. Jones is looking for more money and to keep all those offensive weapons and the protection that Mahomes has? Here's the here's the deal. And, and obviously we see we saw it in Seattle. We see it with teams you get about a, you know, the window and then it starts to close and then you got to maneuver. Well, I know when I was playing, and then the Cowboys with Aikman and that group, and then the 49ers with Steve Young and that group, there's a way to do it. You go to the guy, you know, let's say five years Now in the next two or three years, their window's still, their players are going to be there. And I know they've got to pay some people. I know everybody says, see, Brady's the aberration. He was able to do with the best coach of all time, the best quarterback of all time, while well, he had Moss and Wes Welker and Grodkowski, but he never, this is the best offense Brady's had in a decade. I mean, when you talk about all the weapons, yeah. maybe not the best player like a Gronkowski or a Randy Moss years ago, but the, the best weapons. So he's getting rewarded now. But, well, Brady, he, 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 not everybody thinks alike. Kansas City believes that take care of this window now. And when the next uh, contracts roll around, they're a very smart front office. It's pretty friendly. There is some maneuverability. And you know what? You do what they did back then and they'll do now. When anybody tells you, oh, they're in salary cap hell. Yeah. But what do you do then? Hey, Pat. We'll give you more money up front. Could you adjust some of that so we can move? And a lot of this is in bonus money, so they can extend it out. It's more friendly than salary money. So, I, I listen, I understand, but think what Mahomes could have done if he just signed a five-year deal and wins the MVP two times and goes to two more Super Bowls. He'd have come back and end up getting more money than the $503 million when you talk about 10 years, 12 years combined. So I think it works. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to ask somebody else to take the L. Okay, when you've got the best player in the world, you know, the Trouts of the world, the rest of those guys, you say, when Giannis is going to get his, it's like, hey, man, sometimes somebody else may have to sacrifice a little bit. Brady sacrificed for years and won Super Bowls, but Mahomes, a freak show, he's one of those guys that can take a six and make him an eight. I'm not worried about the Kansas City Chiefs fitting players in. Andy Reid's a brilliant play caller. It's a brilliant front office. They'll run into some trouble. Every team does. It's how quickly you get out of that trouble. And get back at it. And if you can do that, you can continue to win. But they have the one piece you must have now. You, you, the days are over. That I mean, if you, you could even give up 28 with Mahomes. You saw in the Super Bowl. He'll just come and hit you for three or four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. If you don't have that guy, Lamar, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, if Darnold and Mayfield ever work out, Josh, I mean, he used to Russ Wilson. You start to look around. If that guy's not on your team, you got to be perfect everywhere else. This, they, they, Kansas City's got their guy and they will be a favorite for the next decade.
0: Sean, Dak Prescott signed the franchise tag. Um, will he sign a long term deal? And then looking at Deshaun Watson, he's at 25th right now on average salary. And I, I think that's awful for him. Um, will right. those guys benefit from this?
1: Yeah, they will, Dibbs. And thank you for bringing that part of the question back up. I, I don't think, listen, it's, it, you know, for instance, and in, to use a baseball term, and you and I, you know, you know, how much I love it when we, you and I get to talk baseball is Mookie Betts. Let's say this was a regular season, a non-COVID year, and Betts went out and had a monster year in Los Angeles and was a free agent again. He's still not going to make Trout money. This is a top three or four player in the league. He's a five-tool guy, and he still wouldn't get in Trout's real estate, right? It's the same here. This is the aberration. This, is, this guy's just different. So don't come Dak and Deshaun as much as I love you. Anybody who gets a contract bigger than yours, of course it's going to help everybody. But it's not one of those where you're going to, if you're Dak or Deshaun, you're going to walk in and say, hey, remember what Pat got? Because, you know, if you're Bill O'Brien or if you're Jerry Jones, you say, turn your ass around, walk back out of there, go visit with your agent. Come back into me when you're talking normal. Okay, compare him to the Matt Ryans and the Russ Wilsons, not Mahomes. So while it will help, um, I think it's going to catapult Deshaun Watson. He'll be the next highest paid, even though Dak will probably sign first. Watson will get in that 40 range. He had like the, you know, the, the five-year for $40 million, 85% of it guaranteed type. And Prescott will come in under that. So, but I do believe Prescott will be the first one. So anywhere from 35 to 37, the dibs. I do, I think he'll sign a long-term deal. Um, what, they got till July 15th for this year. But even if he plays under the tag and has a good year, he put up big numbers and they win, Dak will get his. But he'll be bypassed when Lamar comes around. He's going to be bypassed when – when uh, Deshaun comes and gets his, but I think our next $40 million a year guy will be Deshaun Watson. And then we could have the guys like Kyler Murray. If he plays like we think he's going to play three years from now, we'll be talking big money for him too. So we're pretty loaded with young, good studs at the quarterback position. Deshaun's next in the $40 million category. Dak not far behind, but won't get $40 million a year. Sean, what's your opinion on preseason football games? Even not thinking about this year, just imagine it's a normal year. How much right. benefit is it? Is it a benefit not to have it? I, I think you you will never see four preseason games again. Matter of fact, if you said, Sean, what are we going to get closer to? Four preseason games or none? Uh, I'd say none. And he, you're gonna I would think you're going to start to see it shift more towards college. We'll come in, see, because think what collective bargaining agreements are doing now. We asked we we're paying the guys more, and we're giving them less time at the facility. We've cut back training camp even more. We've cut back everything more. We're going to add another regular season game. That's obvious, but. You know, I'm getting to the point, and I know I'll speak for myself as a rookie. I made the Seattle Seahawks after shredding my knee twice because of the way I practiced every day during my rookie training camp. Now, I played well in games, and that was just kind of the, the, the cherry on top and the whipped cream because they saw me in practice every day. But you can't afford, like in my position, now first-rounder, well, he's going to get all the, the looks, and he's going to get four years to make a mistake, but for me – I had to play in the practice well every day. They were judging more on the practice field of how you dealt with seven-on-seven and blitz pickup every single snap, 12 snaps in a preseason game and eight throws. That was just the, okay, validates what we saw. And maybe some guy's not a great practice player and just kills it in preseason, but you kind of notice what you're getting in the preseason practice. I think games are a bit overrated. Our starters don't play, and they're playing less and less because of injuries, rosters are going to get smaller. I'm telling you, they're going to go. They're down to the 80s, and they're going to get smaller. So you're not going to have as many people to practice. So I would think that the fours are over, and I wouldn't be shocked if somewhere along the line we just say, just like college, get yourself ready, have you know, practice among teams like they do, like when the Browns go practice against the Reds, you know, the Redskins, or the whatever Washington's new name's going to be, and have a three-day practices with them. But preseason games, they're going to be a thing of the past. I think eventually we're going to lean closer to two and maybe none at all, and I'm okay with that because I think practice is enough. Colleges do it, and they do it just fine. NFL, we don't need preseason games. We just need a lot more practice. They need more time on the practice field.
0: Sean Salisbury, you can listen to his show on the iHeartRadio app down in Sports Talk 790 out of Houston. All right, so Jim Crane comes out, says he wants to stuff a bunch of fans in the Astros stadium. You got the Rangers want to do the same thing. How is your COVID situation, and is it a wise move to try to shove some fans at these baseball games?
1: Dibs, probably not wise. I mean, I listen. I, I'm not a fearmonger guy, and I'll speak from experience. I just got over a 21 day stint with COVID 19. I just, I just got over it. I just, in the last 36 hours, got my smell and taste back. Wow. So I, 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 I get it every symptom. Yeah, and I, I didn't say much about it. I just, you know, you just kind of there's people that are suffering far more than me, but. You know, there's people who suffer more severely, but I'm healthy. I don't have any pre existing other than a bunch of surgeries from sports. I don't have any pre existing conditions. So it was a grind, and you'd lose in energy and lethargy and all that. And I get it. So it's probably not wise, Dibs, but I'm also that sport, that athlete in me that we feel indestructible. You say, well, come on, man, we could social distance, some common sense and respect, but. The problem is a lot of people don't use common sense and respect somebody who may be sicker. Somebody comes to the ballpark, it's a 25-year-old, they go home, they visit their friend who goes and sees their grandparent, and then an 8-year-old, because to me, an 85-year-old, i got an 81-year-old mom just as important as my you know, 28-year-old son. I mean, that, that matters to me. So, listen, I'm not, do I think there's a way at some point, hopefully, to weave in fans? Yes, but I don't know. I mean, I know it's about money. But really, when we look at it, I always say in everything I do, and I'm a go-getter, I'm a thrill-seeker, but now when it comes to lives, err on the side of caution. I mean, the the, the viruses, the cases are going up, and understandably so. I'm going to be more shocked at the people who don't get it dibs than the people who do, honest to God. And hopefully it's not as severe for most. But to me, I don't know why we try to force something and then take the backlash. You know, some of these are closing back up, so... I don't see how it's going to happen. I'd be willing to bet half and half. I'm 50-50 on if we're even going to finish a season with all the crazy testing and tests are late and the Oakland A's can't get started and Washington shut theirs down and the Astros had to wait on their test. It's crazy. So I don't even know if protocol is going to allow us to finish 60 games in in a postseason. I'm a half glass, half full guy. So I would love to see fans at football games and I would love to see baseball, but realistically and for life, like the question is, is it worth it? And, do you want to deal with the backlash if somebody gets sick? Because they're going to get sick. Players or fans are going to get sick. And I'm getting to the point as much as players like fans that I think they're a little bit like, you know, I'm okay with no fans. And we'll speak of baseball this year. So while it'd be great and I'd love to see them, but I don't know if it's worth the risk. And dibs in the warm weather places that it's supposed to go away when it's hot, it's spiked. So from a non-fearmongering, I'm all for let's go play. When you're out jogging, you don't have to wear a mask, but when you're around somebody do. But in a stadium – Indoors. Now, I know they play them outdoors and it's hot. I think you're taking a risk. And with what I've seen, if you're willing to rob Peter, you're going to have to pay Paul. And paying Paul is a hefty price when it comes to lives. I think you're probably seeing twenty twenty one where fans are coming. I don't think there's without a vaccine, I think it's too big a risk. And I'm not that fearmongering guy. I'd love to see him, but I just don't think you're going to. All right, this is the question I've been waiting to ask you today. College football, what is your assessment on that sport? I mean we're dealing with amateurs and we're dealing with several states all across this country. Yeah, and it's I, I don't believe that first of all, let me go this this suggestion this spring and I know the Ivy League situation, but I don't see. We keep asking these kids to do, you know, we say, well, it's too much on them. We only can have a four team national, you know, playoff because it's too much. Eight teams is too much. These kids in school and all that. So we'd try to move it to spring and have two seasons in one year and then recruiting and off season and, and injury, all the things that these the NC2A guys that drive us crazy trying to guard against. Now you're saying, well, if we go spring, it's a fall. If we don't get football in the fall in college football, then we just don't get 2020. We no, nobody planned for this crap that's going on. It's horrible. Nobody wants it. Listen, if you gave me one sport aside from baseball, I want college football back. But if kids aren't in school, hard to have them go play football. If kids are in school, we've seen what happened at these universities. Kids are going to party and they're going to get sick. Are they going to recover? Yeah, 99.7% of them. But what about the one that's 310 pounds and obese that maybe doesn't recover? That's a little an offensive lineman maybe just is a little dehydrated and. It doesn't recover properly, and then COVID hits him. Those are things you got to ask yourself. And I never thought I'd be saying this stuff. I, I don't want spring co- football when it comes to a season. If we can't play it in the fall, then 2020 just didn't work, and we'll go on. I, I think – I, I want to hope we're going to play it, but the more I see like in my alma mater, SC, they were supposed to go to class, and now the, the president says, nope, we're going to do most of our classes online. That doesn't bode well. Every day that goes by more, I'm less convinced that we're going to have college football – I still believe we're going to have the NFL, and they will benefit ratings-wise, but college is the toughest one because of school and fans in the stands are the most, the, the, just the whole camaraderie and the whole pageantry that is college sports. We may just have to take the L on that one, too, and say, listen, we just can't do it. And I'm hoping we can. I want it so bad, but I, I, every day that goes by and cases spike in these Floridas and Arizonas and Californias, it's very difficult for them to say, you know what, it doesn't matter. Let's go play because kids are going to party at the bars. Kids are going to want to eat. They're going to rub shoulders. They're going to drink. And what do you do when you drink? You forget to put a mask on before you know right. it's run rampant through your campus. 18 of your players. If you're Trevor Lawrence, why would you? You've been to two national title games in two years. What do you got to gain? Other than being a great teammate, and dibs, you and I come from the same school of toughness and work your way through it. This is one that just may not be like a hamstring where you say, hey, man, work your way through it. Play hurt. This is a little bit different, and unfortunately, I hate to say that, but you know what? we got to take the consideration of families and kids, even though they'll recover most of them. We're not talking about most. We'd like them all to recover. I think college football is facing the toughest task of any sport we have to come back and play because of the pageantry and the kids, and kids feel like they're indestructible, as we've seen on beaches and the rest of it, just like athletes do. And you put that combination together, you, you better have a vaccine or you better have some unbelievable protocol that everybody's going to follow on campus and at the stadium.
0: You are a Red Sox fan, right? Die hard, brother. Have you Since seen their schedule? Five. Yeah, have you looked at this? Have you looked at it? Oh, yeah, yeah I have. With the with the Mets for four, then the Yankees yeah. for three, and they have to play nine times in New York? Who hates your yeah. Red Sox, bro? Because <laughs> they, well, they killed them with the schedule. <laughs> <Rob Manfred. laughs>
1: when, I at, when I looked at their schedule, you know what this was the way of saying? Well, we didn't hit you quite as hard as we hit the Astros, so we're going to make you pay Happen to face the Mets and the Yankees and go on the road to New York. You know what? Oh, well. (laughs) Deal with it, man. Deal with it. So I'm a Red Sox guy. If they come out of this and they're still swinging the bat and hanging around in a 60-game schedule, then we'll say, man, they overachieved. If they don't, which is going to be difficult, and especially with some of that pitching they're going to face, then we'll just say, well, this was a redo year and I'll see you in 2021. (laughs) So I'm not expecting much from my socks this year, but I am going to be watching. I can promise you that. Let's hope we get this season off and that we're smart and very wise and, 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 and uh, respectful on the way that we approach these fans and approach the baseball season and keep people safe. And
0: hopefully we'll get our sports back. Well, Sean, God bless you, man. Stay healthy. Yep. And uh, we, well, I didn't good, know brother. you were sick. I would have said something to you. You know that. No,
1: it's a, and I didn't say anything about it. Right. You know, it, it hit me. I, it took the standing eight count, got my ass back up and punched back. So I'm good. <laughs> man. Now, you, hey, even COVID ain't keeping my ass down. So I'm good to go, brother. All right, Let me brother. Ask you this, and, I'll, and I'll answer this on the way on the way out. Just so people, well, Sean, why are you fear? I'm not, a am not a fearmonger. If you said Sean, would I fly to Fenway? And Dibs had a ticket and wanted to go. You and your, would I go? If they allowed fans in the stands, yes, I would. Absolutely. Now I'd wear a mask and hopefully they're social distancing. But you know, now that I've been through, would I have gone before I caught it? Probably because that's that indestructible. Maybe stupid, and I think people feel like that. That's why we've got to protect them and take the decision making out of fans' hands because. I know what some of us will do. We want to go watch sports, but we also got to be smart so we can keep the economy open and keep people safe.
0: Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Lo-
1: love you, too. Sorry for taking so much of your time. You guys are great. Thanks no, for You're
0: me. the best, Sean. Take care. <laughs> All All right. Sean Salisbury, care. everybody. You can catch him on the iHeartRadio app on his uh, own Sean Salisbury showdown on uh, Sports Talk 790 Houston. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.